0: Don't panic. This will not go pear-shaped. You're welcome. What was that? You're welcome. With Hillary Rushford. Say it again. You're welcome. In advance. Hi, friend. Last week, we talked about three phrases we can use to have less judgmental thoughts towards one another, and I shared that I think it's most prevalent not when people are doing something weird or bad that we judge one another, but just when people are living their life, and we think if we had their life, we'd be making different choices about our relationship, money, parenting, what have you. Today is a bit of a part two to that episode in that I wanted to start first with us, when we aren't the best. We're not the worst, but our thoughts aren't always the best. We can do better, myself included. And I want us to feel inspired, empowered, and hopeful around that. Which I think is a healthier initial energy to come at today's topic, which is gracefully navigating negativity, haters, and not being liked. I would like to tell you something about myself. I want to be liked. Desperately by everyone. I would love to be one of those people who's just like, meh, think what you want. I'm rocking me. I've got thick skin. Haters gonna hate. Yeah, no, I'm like, I'm a nice person. How could you not like me? (laughs) And yet, I don't like everyone. I think that person's kind of socially awkward. I find that person aggressive. I feel like that person's trying too hard. So I know this isn't realistic. Not everyone adores. Taylor Swift, or Barack Obama, or the cast of Queer Eye, or Jamila Jamil, the people that I am obsessed with. I remember my mom telling me years and years ago that she really didn't like Oprah. And I was like, doesn't everyone love Oprah? (laughs) But like we discussed last week, we all judge. None of us like everyone else. So it makes sense that we aren't going to be the exception, though most of us still wish desperately that we were. Spoiler alert, I do not have the answer for you today on how to be okay with people not liking you. I wish that I did, and I will let you know if I figure it out. But I want to talk about how we handle it when that dislike is louder. In today's society, this is really prevalent in the form of online comments. If you're an entrepreneur, a creative, a public figure in any way, you've taken the risk to put yourself, your work, your ideas out there in the world You have or will encounter this. For some of you, it's the fear of exactly that that is why you haven't put yourself out there. You're so terrified of negativity, criticism, and rejection that you haven't shared the art, launched the business, supported the causes that you feel really called to. And for others, you aren't called to be public in that way, but you too see the comments that actually are about you, just not by name. They're about people who have your political belief or moral stance or life circumstance. So it affects all of us. For some of us, it's just more broadly and for some more specifically and acutely by name. I think the first thing to look at is them, the haters, the negative Nancys, to look at their why and then perhaps helped by somewhat understanding their why, consider our response and how we can handle these situations more healthily. So who leaves negative comments? Actually, let's first, let's talk about who doesn't. Let me read you a couple of sample negative comments I've received because I think it's helpful to hear the voice and then picture who's the kind of person that leaves this. So one comment was when I announced I was engaged and I shared a photo of my boyfriend/fiancé's slash face for the first time. I'd always referred to whoever I was dating as bo because I wanted to keep that part of my life private. So it was a huge deal that I'm sharing a photo for the first time and someone leaves in the comments, "His name is Jeremy Collier. He works at this company doing this job." Hater number 1. Number 2 was we had secretly gotten married at the courthouse because we were doing a surprise elopement and before we had announced any of this, which means you've No idea if we've even told our family. Someone left a comment, you got married at the New York City courthouse on August 10th. My boss was getting married the same day and saw you there. Another example, on an IGTV I filmed giving business tips while I was getting ready to go out that night while we were traveling, said, was it necessary you had to say you're currently in Paris? Were you doing your hair looking at yourself on your phone screen instead of an actual mirror? Will you do a video while mowing your lawn or doing the dishes? Your business marketing strategies are interesting. So I appreciate that they liked my business marketing strategies, which was the whole point of the video. Um, On a post where I was sharing about a little girl who was in the hospital whose mom I know through Instagram. And I was praying for, and it was a carousel where the first photo was one of Jeremy and I praying at some event. And the second was a photo of the little girl. And it said, Why put an unrelated photo of you and Jeremy as the first photo? Is it about your outfit at a wedding or about this girl? Is it an IG algorithm/slash human nature thing that people will more likely read a post with a pretty picture? Just seems self-serving to me. Which, FYI, I would like to point out, had I simply put the photo of the little girl, I would also have received a negative comment just from somebody else who was like, you shouldn't be putting a photo of someone else's child on your profile or whatever. So Classic example of whatever I would do, someone could criticize or would. So I can't picture, let's say, Gwyneth Paltrow leaving any of those comments. Can you? It's not like Gwyneth Paltrow is Mother Teresa, but it just doesn't seem like, I don't know, she's confident, successful, busy, has a full life. Like, I just can't picture why she would be bothered to leave these. Right? I'm all Clooney. In between saving the world's refugees and trying terrorists in court and having twin toddlers and walking red carpets with George. Can you see her at 2 a.m. not just reading a book, but trolling people, leaving criticisms anonymously online? Um, Brene Brown. I'm, I try to think about people who've been through hard things. My friend Lauren Scruggs, she lost her arm and eye in a plane accident. I can't for the life of me envision her judging what someone else is doing online. I think her life has given her such empathy and compassion for others. Same with um, Nora McInerney, an author I love who started the Hot Young Widows Club and writes on grief. She knows how many people are hurting. I can't envision her scrolling through Instagram mid-afternoon criticizing and complaining to average ordinary women just living their lives. So what do these people have in common? What are the characteristics of the kind of people? And think about them in your own life. These are just some examples that came to mind for me. But who are your friends that you just never see leaving a comment like the handful that I just read? I think they're confident in themselves, compassionate and caring for others, have a sense of inner peace. They're doing good things for the world through their work or volunteering or relationships, They encourage other people. They're loved and loving. So then what would be the characteristics of people who do leave negative comments? You can disagree, but I think it's reasonable to assume that they may be deeply unhappy, in a lot of pain, feel alone and are lashing out for attention, or pushing people away to prove, see, I'm all alone. They feel left out. Lesser than, not good enough. so they're going to pull down somebody else to make themselves feel a little better. They're angry and they don't know why. They're scared and they don't know why. Maybe it's someone deeply unhappy, like a uh, moaning myrtle from Harry Potter, just miserably depressed, a total negative Nancy. Or maybe it's someone who's been through a lot of pain. There's new movies coming out about The Joker in Batman and Corella Deville from One Hundred and One Dalmatians, where it's explained, that bad, hard things happen to them to make them these heartless, you know, evil villains that we've seen in these movies. Or I even imagine someone like a Monica Geller from Friends, Courtney Cox's character. Like, can you picture that? Like, kind of someone who is super hard on herself, believes she's always right, just isn't the most peace-filled person. Or a Samantha from Sex in the City. Like, really aggressive, dominant, good at eviscerating anyone she feels challenges her. Not the most kind and compassionate person. In my experience, when it comes to negative comments, there are two kinds, the anonymous and the named. I'd say about 50% of my negative comments on Instagram, for example, when you click through, it's a burner account. They have zero posts, zero followers. They've created a second account that they use to comment on because they know enough to be ashamed to use their real name and face. We know that's cowardly. It's a sign that they know better that they know they're being unkind, they're embarrassed by their lack of kindness, they don't want to own it with their real name, it's a secret pain. They don't want people to know they are that afraid, hurt, scared, angry. They're hiding. And if someone would do a study on this, I'm positive it would show that these same characteristics are happening elsewhere in their life. They are hiding that pain, anger, hurt from other people in their real life just in the same way that they're hiding it online. And if they share their face, then I would imagine that instead they are just as aggressive, defensive, hurtful, sharp, argumentative in their real life too. I heard a therapist say recently that they may be pushing people away because they've been hurt by people. So that kind of aggression is like a defense mechanism to make sure people don't get too close. And we've talked on the podcast about The discomfort we know is more comfortable to us. So even if you're unhappy in an area of your life, we can kind of self-sabotage to keep it that way because change is a new kind of discomfort. If you want to listen to the episode on that and the three stages of change, I will link that below if you missed it. Or maybe they're just really tired and sleep deprived. Somebody was awful to them today or... They don't feel powerful in their real life. So this is a way to exert some power over someone else. I can criticize you. I can share personal information. I can see you don't want out there. Just classic bullying. So let's consider ourselves. Like we talked about last week, not just judging others, but empathizing as best we can. Why do we say or think negative things? It's when we're not that happy. We don't love, we love ourselves, feel confident, feel loved. So we imagine that we could get the other upper hand, put someone below us, as though that would make us feel higher for a moment and better than we do right now. Like in You've Got Mail, Meg Ryan always wishes that she had some comeback in the moment because that big bookstore has made her little shop feel small and insignificant and like she doesn't matter. So, again, that's why I started with last week's episode to make sure that we aren't just pointing the finger, but we are both trying to have empathy and become better ourselves. And the main reason I wanted to do this episode is because I accidentally stumbled upon a forum of trolls recently. I had no idea this kind of thing existed. Uh blogger I like had said something. I went to Google it, ended up on a website that is purely for the purpose of trashing people who put themselves out there online. And I read some of the comments for two bloggers that I like and have been following for years. And I don't know either of them personally, but I was horrified on their behalf to read what other human beings were writing about these women. Women who are not terrorists or child molesters. They're just sharing their thoughts and taste, and lives to be encouraging, edifying, and inspiring. And it reminded me for the millionth time that when I read a negative comment about someone else, I don't think anything less of that person and everything less of the person who left the comment. It makes me rally to the defense of the person that I know, again, even if this is someone that I don't personally know but I just follow online. And yet, when it's us, we can take it so much more personally. When it's someone else, it's so easy to see that they're the characteristics that we talked about above and none of the characteristics of health, happiness, and wholeness that we would aspire to. But when it's us, it's like we forget all of that. Or at least it doesn't feel true. It feels awful, horrible, shameful. So my first step in shaking off negativity is, number one, notice criticism of others to see how ridiculous it is. Notice that you think nothing less of that person, only of the commentator. Celebrate that you, too, are in the category of someone that you admire and is doing good work. I was listening to my friend Bianca the other day on my friend Jordan's podcast, and I honestly had the thought at the top of the podcast. I was listening, gosh, I love Bianca. She's just such a gem. She's just great. (laughs) And then a bit in, she told the story of how one of her dear, dear close friends told her that she no longer liked her and didn't want to be friends. And I was like, what? What is wrong with that woman? How could you not like Bianca? I didn't think anything less about Bianca. I wasn't like, ooh, I wonder what she did. And then I thought, wow, when someone dislikes me, I make it about me. And when someone dislikes Bianca, I make it about the other person. So it's not about me. And if someone as amazing as Bianca can be disliked by someone who used to love her, then I can't do any better. Like, it can for sure happen to me because Bianca is awesome, and so am I, and hurt people hurt people and have their own issues. So when this podcast first launched, we got into a debate on my team because I shared one of the negative comments We received one of the negative reviews laughing about it. And someone on my team felt really strongly that that only encourages trolls to leave more negative comments. And I felt very adamant that the reason I was sharing was for the next person who will launch a podcast and get a negative review, who gets one on Instagram. I'm not going to stay quiet because I'm afraid of the trolls. I'm going to share openly because I want the 99% who are incredible to know that they are not the only one when the trolls come. Let me read you one of the examples of that negative review. Title is Boring, Lackluster. One star. Not a good medium for Hillary. Although it may appeal to 20 to 25-year-olds, this podcast just shows how immature and insignificant Hillary's mind state actually is. After having a lackluster career, she's accomplished very little apart from becoming a, quote, insta-celeb. She's basically a person... (laughs) I'm sorry. I, just, like, I feel like I couldn't make stuff like this up, guys. She's basically a person with average talent and no real life skills. It seems like the only really interesting thing she's done is take Marie Forleo's B-School, buy followers, make click funnel sequences, and hire some pretty decent social media managers. Worst of all, mental health is something one out of five people struggle with, so this podcast isn't exactly breaking news. Just because you've, quote, sort of worked out your issues does not mean you have the storytelling talent to actually make your storytelling compelling. Then again, there are millions of 20 to 25-year-olds on Instagram. They will think it's awesome. And I would just like to say, I would like to apologize uh, on behalf of this person to all 20 to 25-year-olds. I know that you, too, may hate this podcast, that you, too, have a discerning palate to know that I am just a person (laughs) with average talent and no real life skills um, who um, has an insignificant mind state. (laughs) Okay, truly, as we get on, I will explain to you guys how I've gotten to the point that, honestly, these reviews crack me up, but, therefore... Number two for me is to share because there is way more shame when we keep something in the shadows and sharing it both allows other people to go, um, that's crazy. And also, whoa, that happened to you too? Like my hope is that in my reading that review, there is someone else listening that just got a horrible review somewhere, something was said to them at work, something was said to them by a friend, something was said behind their back, someone left a comment on their Instagram, someone made a review of their product, someone left a comment on their YouTube or on their podcast. And they're like, oh my gosh, I've been devastated about this all day. And then I heard Hillary read that and I realized that is flipping ridiculous. And I don't believe that about her. So why am I believing this about myself? Or felt shame of, I can't believe this happened to me. And then it's like, oh, that happened to Hillary? Okay, well, guess I'm in good company. So number three, this applies just for online comments, this number three one, which is more for entrepreneurs and um, you know, people personally. Others of you, the comments, again, may be more like negativity about your group. They're negativity about Gays or Christians or people who've had abortions, like in places that you can't moderate, or they're told to you in, in person, like Bianca's quote unquote friend. But when it is online, just FYI, number three is delete or reply calmly and confidently, if necessary, eventually block. We do all of the above at different times. When someone leaves a comment on our Facebook ad that just says eat a sandwich, we delete. Like total troll, zero purpose in in replying. But when someone's actually following me and leaves a comment, why are they following? Which, by the way, is what blows my mind about the three negative reviews we have on our podcast is that each one of these people was following me previously. Like, you can tell by their response. They have followed me for years, and yet they hate me so much that they came over and listened to me for 40 minutes the entire time being like, I knew I hated this girl. (laughs) Like, why? Why are you listening to this podcast? Why are you following me on Instagram? You have the power to make yourself less miserable and just unsubscribe or unfollow. But when this person is following me, it's like, are they just having a bad day and they were more harsh than they meant to and a kind, clear reply may help them realize that? Or are they being cruel and acting like I wasn't going to read it? And I want to remind them, people do see these. I remember doing that back on YouTube way early on in my business. I was hosting a show for Hearst Media on the Style channel that they had and someone left a mean comment and I replied and she actually said, I'm sorry, it didn't occur to me you would read this. <laughs> so hopefully that maybe makes her more kind. I've gotten a negative uh, email before. Back when I very first came out with my style and styleability course, somebody replied that um, we had a, we had a three-part video series that was leading up to the course, and someone replied that my tone of voice. I use my hands too much, and my tone of voice goes up at the end of sentences, which indicates weakness, and women do this more often than men, and I really should work on it. And I replied to her like, basically, it's like I just sent you my wedding photos, and you told me that that dress made me look fat. Like, I'm like, the videos are already out there. I'm already sending them to people. Why is this helpful? And she honestly wrote back and was like, I really apologize. I I felt too comfortable with you. I, I love you. I have followed you for years. I, like, felt so comfortable, and I honestly, it didn't it didn't occur to me. That was so – you're right. That was totally wrong. You were not asking for my feedback. It was already a finished product. Like, please forgive me. She was like, I'm a nurse. I work in scrubs all day. I just get so much inspiration from seeing what you're doing online in style. Like, it was such a good reminder to me that sometimes the people that really say things that are not cool to say – if you reply kindly and clearly, will allow them to be like, my bad. Really didn't mean to say that. No, granted, if you go back with, to- like, eviscerate them back, it's going to be way harder for them to dig the hole out. So I try to just be, like, super, you know, kind, like, calm and confident in my responses. Um, and if it's a repeat person, block. Like, you can't do this on all mediums, but where you can... I only post positivity on Instagram, so that's all I want back for myself and for others because other people are in my feed also reading those comments. I often am doing that on Instagram. When you think about it, I see a really interesting post and I'm reading a lot of what other people are replying to. So a negative comment isn't just affecting me. It's affecting the other you know, 3,000 people that were reading through the comments there. Number four, and this one is one of the ones I really wanna hit home today. My newest thing is to go give 10 times the love in comments, or texts, or DMs. Instead of trying to fight the bully, go build up the confidence of everyone else on the playground so the bully has less power. When I got a negative podcast review, I went and left 10 positive ones for other people. When I got a negative Instagram comment recently, I went and replied to 10 strangers on someone else's thread who were sharing about having gone through loss and just said things like, that was so kind of you to encourage that other woman who'd also gone through miscarriage, or I'm so sorry for your loss. Thank you for sharing with us. When I found that horrific forum, first, I did not keep clicking. I gave it no more validation, and I think that is super important that we acknowledge that Giving in to like the curiosity to be like, ooh, I wonder what negative things are being said. That is only feeding the bully. Like the we actually have control with our 10 figures on our computer to be like, I'm not going to go, you know, when the celebrity nude photo comes out, I'm not going to go click on it. Like that is just encouraging the bully. I'm actually going to be like, I do not support this negativity. I will not search it. I will not read it. Even to be like, oh, man, this is really bad. And I will say again, in my case, I didn't realize that's what I was clicking on. I clicked on this website and then was like, what is this? And I went to the homepage and then was like, "Was like, am I right that this is a troll site? So I looked at one other person that I follow and was like, oh my gosh, this is horrifying. So I gave it no more validation. Um, and I also want to say, I did not read any of those comments today. I thought about it because they were so atrocious. But I thought even though I'm being anonymous and I'm not talking about who these people are, um, the bloggers that are being spoken about, heaven forbid, one of them was listening to this podcast and was like, I wonder if that was about me. Like, that would just be icky and I would never want to do that. So the only reason that um, the only negative comments I'm sharing are my own. Again, I'm not giving, giving fuel to anyone else's. Um, so when I found that horrific forum, I went and sent texts to a handful of creators that I know just telling them how awesome they are. Not those girls because I don't know them, but just other women to be like, how much I admire what they're doing in the world. And then number five, give even more of exactly what you were criticized for. Did someone tell you you're a bad friend? Lean into being the good friend you know you are. Or maybe someone didn't tell you you were a bad friend, but someone was like, I don't want to be friends with you. Send five kind texts. Schedule a catch-up call with someone. Invite someone to coffee. Check in on how someone's doing. Did someone tell you that you are wrong for being gay or Christian or whoever you are? Go tell 10 people you are so proud that they came out and are kindly representing the gay community or go listen to a sermon podcast or read scripture or put on worship music. Like, make sure you don't let them hold you back at all on being who you are. Which ultimately leads to number six. Grow in confidence by growing in experience. When I first started my business, a negative comment would wreck me for days. And it was only through continuing to go on to do more, grow more, have more authentic confidence of what I'd produced, of how many positive comments, glowing reviews, giddy customers, outside affirmation I had that it went from affecting me for days to one day, to a few hours, to one hour, to a few minutes, to my apparently getting the giggles on this podcast because I just see that it's all so ridiculous. So if you are deeply bothered by negative comments, know that you are not alone and then double down on that thing. Lean in, grow your mental and emotional health, which hopefully you are doing in part through this podcast, and grow in confidence through experience. I talk a lot about the phrase authentic confidence in uh, the things that I teach because I think that authentic confidence comes from, I'm not just telling myself like, Put it, putting post-its like, you can do it, girl. Like, I actually have the confidence because I genuinely know that I can. I have the track record. Like, I've got the receipts. <laughs> there is proof that I can do this. And that, to me, is is so powerful. But it takes continuing to lean in and those years to build it up. So it is going to be painful in the beginning, the criticism. for Again, some of you are like, eh, I got thick skin. I'm going to brush it off. This whole episode, you've been like, this is so weird that people are bothered by this. But 99% of the time, you guys text DM me and are like, oh my gosh, how did you know that this is exactly what I needed to hear today? So more of you are like me. And yes, you are so crippled by this negativity. Know that we just have to keep pushing through and it is only through moving forward that we will grow in strength. And then finally, number seven, focus on people sharing love. After I found that horrible forum, I went and watched an incredible interview on IGTV, which I mentioned IGTV last week between Lizzo and Jamila Jamil on body tiv- body positivity, inclusivity, and kindness. And it just reminded me that while there are all of those awful haters out there, they don't have millions of Instagram followers. It's these women that are making the world a better place that do. And I'm with them. And you're with us. You can sit with us. And when the haters go to therapy and come listen to the You're Welcome podcast and become kinder, We'll have empathy, and then they can sit with us too. Let me recap these seven steps, and then as always, if you swipe up on the artwork for this episode, depending on what app you are listening on, but you should be able to swipe up and you'll find the episode description, and I'll list them there for quick reference. I always do that on episodes where I have bullet-pointed notes along with links to come continue the conversation on Instagram or submit topics for future episodes on the website. So number one, notice criticism of others to see how ridiculous it is. Number two, share when it happens to you because you and others only feel more shame when you keep it to yourself when you are criticized or have something negative said. Number three, when applicable, delete or reply calmly and confidently and eventually block. And actually, this applies in real life, too when it comes to the people in your life that say negative comments. Sometimes you're just going to ignore it. You're just going to delete it. It's not worth getting into. Or maybe you're going to reply calmly and confidently. And if, of course, they continue to be negative, then you may need to block them from your life. Number four, I love this one. Go give 10 times the love. When you experience or see something negative, turn around and give 10 times the love out there in the world so that we can be headed in the right direction and just take less oxygen away from the bully. Number five, give even more of exactly what you were criticized for. Instead of allowing something to make you second-guess yourself and play small, lean in even more so to whatever it is that you are putting out into the world. Number six, grow in authentic confidence by growing in your experience. Do not quit. Keep leaning in. Keep working on whatever it is you are passionate about. And number seven, focus on people who are sharing the love. There are so many people who are putting wonderful things out there in the world. Like I said, I just like to notice the people that are commenting on other strangers' Instagrams. Like, I'll see it in my comments. Somebody will say that something was really helpful to them because they went through a miscarriage and their their body was changing and this and that with style and somebody else will reply, I went through a miscarriage too. I know your pain. And somebody else will chime in. And suddenly on this post that was about style that was completely unrelated, we've got three women who are complete strangers that are really honoring and empathizing what one another has been through. I look for those things all the time and meditate so much more, focus so much more on them than the one silly negative comment. Focus on people who are sharing the love. Like you. Like me. Like us. Like Lizzo and Jamila Jamil and everyone else in the world, that people really want to listen to. Oh, wait. One more thing. Don't miss this. Before you go, love. P.S., something I'm loving lately are fresh flowers. They are one of the things that I've done more for myself in the past few years, and they just really bring me so much joy. Now, sometimes Jeremy will bring them to me, which is really sweet, but even when I was single or even just now for myself, They don't have to cost a lot, but it brings something fresh and living and beautiful and colorful into your home. And I notice how much people quote like flowers on Instagram. So if you like them, then add them into your life instead of just looking at them through a computer screen. And to someone else's, they are such a joyful gift to give if someone is having a hard week or a great week. I do not like giving gifts, it is my last love language because I really want people to like and use whatever I get them, and I don't know what it is to get them, but I don't know anyone who doesn't like flowers. I've used those bouquet delivery services. This isn't sponsored, so I won't name names, but like the really nice ones, people love them. It really feels so special to have a gorgeous bouquet show up at your work or home, whether that is for Mother's Day or a pregnancy announcement or a a miscarriage and a loss, uh, a new job, a final day at the job you you quit or you got let go of, whatever it is. So as the days get shorter here in the U.S. as we head into fall, consider bringing in some of that summer sunshine to your home or office or that of a loved ones. Till next Wednesday.